Welcome to God Talk today. I uh, am thrilled to to have you and uh, take a few minutes every day to try to talk a little bit about God and the power of God. We're talking about what the implications are from the resurrection. Now we're getting close to a month after the resurrection, but I hope you won't get bored. It is the event of Christian, what they call salvation history, and uh, the moment of all moments, and to unpack it, to say what does it mean in our lives, and how do we transfer that power to our life. So this message is called The Winner Within, and I'll just start with a story that I used that was a parable, but uh, my brothers and I were with my mother one day. Our father had died 10 years before, uh, and we're actually coming up on that anniversary here next week, 18 years ago. But now, this is 10 years ago, we were planning a special day and uh, Easter, and we were talking about the resurrection, and Jesus said that we would do greater works than he did. So one of my brothers said, why don't we just go and try it? We all hate our mother having to be alone. So so one night, we in the dark, we turned all our lights off in our cars. We drove out to the Crestlawn Cemetery. We stood around his grave. We weren't sure exactly what to do, but we finally just did it. We just said, okay, one, two, three. Dad, in the name of Jesus, who is the resurrection and the life, who said, I have the keys to heaven and hell. Dad, wake up. <laughs> And it seemed silly, and nothing happened, and we were getting ready to turn around and go home, when all of a sudden, <laughs> that stone began to move, and the ground began to shake like an earthquake, and there was light from God or the moon or something was like focused right there. And the lid of that coffin opened up, and there he was, and he sat up. First time we've seen him in 10 years from the time we were in that hospital, and the monitor went to zero that line and he comes out of there and he and my mother hugged it was unbelievable you don't believe it i said to my church turn around it's coming through the door right now a few people turned around to look oh how i wish that was true it didn't happen that night it hasn't happened at all i've had church members that have asked me to go and pray for someone who had died and i said are you sure you know what would that be like stand around the grave pray someone back to life how do you relate to someone who's been dead for the last few years and all of a sudden now you're in the car with them going home? <laughs> uh, freakish. But someday it's going to happen. I read a story someone gave me in Nigeria. They say this pastor died in a car accident and uh, there's a death certificate. Three days in the mortuary, they started embalming him. His wife took him to a team of evangelists. They prayed for him and began to breathe and he came back to life said an angel that taken him to heaven and then to hell, and then he woke up. I don't know if it's true. I mean, what, what, what was that? If that could happen once, why wouldn't it happen more? But here's the text that we all read about this, Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. I pray that you have the incredible greatness of his power for us who believe him, the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. C.S. Lewis says someday it's going to happen. We really are going to be alive. Today, even though we're walking around, we're like statues compared to the life that someday we could have. And in the last days, the statues are going to come to life. Ezekiel 37 says someday the dry bones that are all dead all over the valley, someday they're going to come to life, tie bones to the hip bones, you've heard it, and become a mighty army. 
is not talking about the resurrection from the dead. It's talking about now, today, in the last days. John 5, 24, you have already passed from death to life. Colossians 2, 9, you can have the fullness of God inside of you through Jesus Christ. 1 John 5, 12, he who has the Son has life. What does it mean when Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead? They're alive, but they're dead. What does it mean in Revelation where it says to the church of Sardis, you have the reputation of being alive, but you're really dead. Is there another level of life that you and I can get to? Not in heaven someday, but here right now because of the resurrection. The Bible is clear. Something happened when Jesus came out of that grave. Desire of Ages 782, Satan knew that his kingdom would have an end and he must finally die. But we believe that this power will grow more and more. So as we get close to the end of the world, we should be the most alive. How does that transfer happen? I uh, know how it happens with sports. You live in Los Angeles. You listen to the Lakers. I moved to Portland. I hated Portland. I was loving the Lakers. But in your two years there, every article you read in the paper, all the games are all Portland. Eventually, I came to be a follower of Portland and rooted against Los Angeles. Same, I go to Chicago. We become a Chicago Bulls fan. We thrill when we beat Los Angeles. We move to Los Angeles. Gradually, we become fans of Kobe Bryant and all the rest. I went to college at Pacific Union College, and after how many years, <laughs> 20 years almost, I moved here to La Sierra. The first game, I was probably still leaning toward Pacific Union College, but boy, after that, I became a diehard La Sierra fan. Every time I hear a kid say, I think, or say, where are you going to go to college? I think I'm going to go up to PUC. It's a knife in my heart. I am La Sierra. This is my world, my life. How does that change happen? And something you were before now becomes something very different. So I took that challenge as I worked on this message. How does this resurrection life that Ephesians promise us? Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. How does the life of Christ transfer from Jesus to us? Maybe some of you have seen the Dead Poet Society, where Robin Williams is this amazing English teacher. And he stands up on the desk and he he somehow takes a group of high school kids and he makes them excited about these dead poets, these great old writers. And at the end of the movie, they're standing up on desks to honor him. And they have fallen in love. What he loved has now become what, he what they love. Can that happen with Jesus to us? Can the things that are at the heart of Jesus and the power of Jesus and the life, this is the life-giving, he said, my words are life, can that transfer to us? And we be more alive than everybody else. You're sitting in a business, you're in a hospital office, you're in a classroom, you're in school, you're in your family, in the neighborhood, and you are just more alive than everybody else because you have the life of Jesus inside your life. Anyway, we'll unpack that more over the next few days. But pray for it today. Claim it and just say, I want that life. And God promises he'll give it. Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. Coming in tomorrow, we'll go to the next level with God Talk. How do we transfer the life of Jesus? to our own life. God bless you all.